that um people who like believe in true love are fucking idiots <laughs> so dumb <laughs> they are they're so dumb hey guys welcome back to spooky tuesday a weekly podcast where we're breaking down all of our favorite slashers thrillers monster movies and black comedies on the new scariest day of the week i'm sydney thompson i'm monica height and i'm chelsea Duff. And this week we are doing something hot off the presses. It only has been out for, uh, at this time, less than a month. We're really hip. We're really happening. We're really mm-hmm. in the now here at Spooky Tuesday. The and this zeitgeist. Week, the zeitgeist. Uh-huh. We're part of the conversation. And the movie this week <laughs> is 2022's Fresh. Oh, I put 2021 in my notes because I guess <gasps> I'm still part of, still at that no, part of the year where you don't know the date. It's March. It will be April by the time it will be April. <laughs> we're almost, we're getting close to the halfway point of the year already. <laughs> I know to go back to fifth grade where you have to write your name and date on everything. Cause then I lock it in better. You know what I mean? If I'm doing it every day, but I feel that I still tragic. write my name and the date at the top of every like report I get at work. Nice. Um, so maybe that's why I'm impressed. You're like, uh, I know that it's 2022. I'm an expert. So. I've got it down. I don't ever know what day it is though. I have to check on sure. my phone first. Um, but anyway, the days of the week, but yeah, let's charge ahead. <laughs> anyway, we're doing fresh. We're hip. We're happening. We know what year it is. Um, and if you haven't seen this movie yet, here's the IMDB log line. I think it's very fun. The horrors of modern dating seen through one young woman's defiant battle to survive her boy, her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. <laughs> I okay. like it. Okay. <laughs> um, as somebody who is trying to date, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. This, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah. God. This, and as somebody who's had a bad time dating, because dating you know Uh (laughs) this movie like struck a chord especially the first date scene oh god you know chad you know they matched on hinge you know because he's wearing the horrible scarf so he just looks like he'd be a hinge guy he looks like a metrosexual tell me i'm lying that in a mean way <laughs> like, yeah, I I didn't think about how triggering that would be um for yeah, Monica you who's and been those... in a nice relationship for what almost eight years now, gonna be eight years almost. Yeah, it's about to be eight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This movie, so many triggers on so many different levels, and it just mm-hmm. hits the ball running with Chad. Oh, and God. stupid Michael from Jane the Virgin. I can't oh, believe he would do this to me. Because I hate to say it, but I was a Michael girl by the end of that show. They did a good job I'm always convincing it. me to be whoever, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Um, and Michael's a cop, so boo, that's bad. Um, but he really betrayed me when he took this role. And I don't know why he, he would did do this it to me. 
he did a really good job of making yeah, me want to pound his face into the pavement, like violent thoughts, violent thoughts, like the immediate text with the, Hey, this place is cash only. Wow. <laughs> That's and up, then, like, I liked um, that in that moment, it was like, they didn't clearly lay out exactly what happened, but my hypothesis is that she got the task. That's when she like gasps or rolls her eyes or whatever. And then you hear like yeah. clicking sounds. That's her sending it directly to her bestie who immediately. Oh yeah. And oh, I love 100%. That. She's immediately ready to talk shit. They she do was swiping great. before she even showed up. So she knew that he was trash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I really like that uh, they, I think they do a good job of setting up like how deep the friendship is at the beginning, even though mm -hmm. it's like very brief. Um, like there's, I mean, I know we have a whole 30 minutes, uh, only 30 minutes. Well, it's a long time. There's 30 minutes of this movie before the title card comes and it's so brilliant. And we'll get into that more later, but most of that first 30 minutes is not focused on Noah and Molly. Um, but you get enough to be like, yeah, they're like ride or dies and we love them. And also Molly is so good. I love mm -hmm. her in this. She's wonderful. One, I love Molly. Cause she is just like flat out open bisexual representation. Yes. yes. She is incredible and again bisexuals are the best you know i've always be for yeah. best yeah, yeah be that's best. Is what it stands be for, for best. Uh -huh. that's what it stands for sorry no i know i mean you it's a B. yeah i mean it's just pretty easily spelled out for you literally spelled out for you so i don't know what else you're, you're wanting here um one thing i just want to note really quickly uh, mm -hmm. when he asks for this fizzy water, I wanted to eat myself out the window. Ugh. How does this man suck, be racist, suck, and then be a dick? And then he wants to talk shit about oversized baggy sweatshirts, sir. Oh my God, you would look so good clothes. in something more feminine. Never tell me uh, how to My mommy wore dresses. Dress. So uh, clearly everybody should be like my mommy. Go to therapy. Yeah, but Jesus Christ. Here's the thing. What made me honestly irate was he made her buy her own dinner and then he took her leftovers. Ready to fight. Ready to fight. I, I, like, I would have been like, what? no, I'm going to eat that shit later. I'm going to eat that when I'm high in the middle of the night. Oh, when I would not I'm... have told him that his scarf was in the noodles. I would let that scarf marinate in those noodles. I would have oh. ripped it. I would have pulled it. He pulled him down by the scarf and smashed him into his own plate of food and then took mine and run out the door. No, I wouldn't have done that, but I would have thought about doing it <laughs> later. I'm not a violent person. Later when you're say. replaying it in your brain. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when I'm ruminating about it all evening long. <laughs> but then, you know, he becomes like a dick because, you know, they leave and Classic. he does. She does the whole like, yeah, this is definitely not going to work. And he's like, well, you're not even my type and you're a bitch. And which happens. So frequently. Oh God. I've had something very similar happen. Not, not the being called a bitch part, but the part where the date was so very clearly uncomfortable and bad. And then you're like, okay, got it. Bye. And they they're like somehow the thinking this is a kiss time. Somehow yeah. this is the time for the kiss. I was yeah. like, no, <laughs> Oh no. And like, sometimes you have to say out loud, no. And then I, they go, oh, no. I yeah, I was like, I thought no. it would have been clear, but but I'll I'll spell it out for you if we must. 
Oh my God. I said to this guy, I was like, I don't kiss on the first date. And then he tried to convince me that this was actually our second date. Uh And I was like, no, the first time was when we met. And that was not a date actually, shockingly. Oh God. Wonder where he is now. (laughs) Yeah, But, but this movie is really good at showing um like the fraught realities of of dating in general um and also the kind of just like the fear that you carry in some ways being a woman moving through the world like not just the date sucking um and being terrible and being like I want to delete all dating apps forever um but also when she's walking to her car afterwards um and she's like scared and she's like kind of hustling down the alleyway and then she like drops her keys and she's starting to get really nervous and then it's just like a guy carrying a baby and it's like but you don't know and it could be anything and when you're not on your guard all of a sudden it's like well why weren't you on your guard and it's like okay well can I just exist in this space please totally and it should like she shows how much she is on her guard, how much she is looking out for herself, how she is guarded all the time. Cause like, you know, she's, she's taking self-defense classes with Molly. She, we have that scene in the beginning where she establishes that she's very conscious of her surroundings. And then the one time, the one time she says, fuck it, man, (laughs) man, not fair. (laughs) Here's the thing too. When, when Noah meets Steve, um, because we see this like horrible first date and like we have all been there and you know, you're always just like, I want a meet cute. And that's what this is. You're just like, you want to meet somebody over produce at like the Trader Joe's because Trader mm-hmm. Joe's is the horniest grocery store <laughs> known to man. It's established. Yeah. It's, it's a known fact. Also, and cotton candy grapes are really good. They're That's delicious. Great. He does a really good job of like being very disarming on every front in that conversation. But just in general, like Sydney's saying, you're totally right. Like the disillusionment with dating apps, like dating apps are so shitty. So, look, so many people I know have met their their boyfriend or girlfriend or spouse or whatever on dating apps like they absolutely yeah. work but also they're so tiring and also I hate them um they're overstimulating to me like I get like really yes. stressed out and I'm just like no sorry can't do this like bye and then I turn off notifications and then I'll have like all these things and then I'm like oh we're just gonna delete this because I am overwhelmed good day <laughs> And it's also just there's something that kind of like wears down your humanity a little bit over time. If you, you're mm-hmm. looking at a full ass human and you're swiping left or you're swiping right, you know, you're like, and it's like, yes, you've got no, it's this literally menu like, of people, essentially, yeah. not to make it a food thing again, but you've got this long list it where you're all like, a food I'll thing. swipe yes or no. And then there's another person waiting right behind them in the queue. So yeah. it's like these you look at a dating app, it doesn't feel like people are like real people in a way. Yet. Yeah. Um, and so it's really easy to be like, I give up, I'm deleting the apps. I just want to meet somebody in person. And when it happens, it happens. And I, I get it. I'm there right now. I deleted Hinge a couple of days ago because some stupid guy pissed me off. Um, because I, he did a funny bit on his voice memo and then he messaged me and I responded to his funny bit and then he unmatched me. Like, do you want to do a little bit or not commit to your bit? (laughs) But if you're going to put an audio message, you got to put, yeah, you got to put your money where your mouth is there. You just use the memo. You got a memo back. What an ass. 
Well, I didn't even, I used my regular typing words to just be part of the bit. He didn't like it, I guess. That's on me. I'm too funny and sexy and cool. You um, but That's a weeder. That was a weeder. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, can't he took himself out. That's fine. Um, didn't waste also, my time. That's great. Noah is like hot on the tails of getting an unsolicited dick pic at yes. this point in the from film. From a dog. From the guy whose picture was just the, the dog. dog. And here's it. With the dog. You think you can trust somebody. As somebody who received an unsolicited dick pic this very day. <laughs> oh my God. This very day. From Was it Monica. the one that I sent you? Uh, <laughs> okay. I accidentally, uh, <laughs> it was my first time ever sending an unsolicited dick pic um, and it w- didn't feel good on my end either. <laughs> who, t- I'm... I want it. Normally what I do, if I get unsolicited dick pics, I uh-huh. will Venmo or like Apple thing them <laughs> for 50 bucks. Like you've got to pay me for it. Like, sorry about it's it. A, not it's, charging me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get one freebie, Monica. Yeah, that's I what I said. I'm ask. like, Monica, <laughs> she asked for the second time. <laughs> I was like, hey, can I, there's one more that's really funny though. Can I send one more? <laughs> there's can one I, more that's really funny. Do I have your consent? <laughs> Literally, that's how it went. <laughs> um. Anyway. We're talking about fresh. Fresh, fresh, fresh. Back to fresh. Oh man. And it's also, he also did such a great job, Steve slash Brendan, I guess. Uh, did I such guess. a great job being disarming, like you said, because he like was a fuck up, you know, like his line was mm-hmm. the stupidest thing that anyone's ever heard. Hey, do you live around here? Cause I do. I live in aisle six. Like, yeah. really? like, Oh God. <laughs> Every time he asked something that you could tell, like put her like back on her hackles a little bit. He was like, Oh yeah, I live on aisle six. And like, I think mentioning a sister and a niece, like making them female relatives for one is like, in particular disarming trying to be like oh I'm cool with girls I've got I've got you know, know how men are always like women? I can't be a woman hater I've got a sister and a daughter like whatever <laughs> that's yes. him you could tell that he's done this before and uh does this for a living you know mm. um mm. but yeah I mean something that I thought was really really interesting and I don't know if I don't know. I don't remember how this was marketed because I only I knew that it was coming out, but not I didn't think about it that much. And then mm-hmm. the weekend it came out, I saw like all over Twitter, all these horror people that I like saying that they loved it. Um, and so I knew it was going to be a horror movie. But imagine a world where you didn't know that this was going to be a horror movie and how epic the fucking 30 minute in title card sequence would have been like I just want to live in a world for a second where I didn't know what was coming and I could have just been like oh a new romantic comedy from Mimi Cave you know (laughs) yeah I think um if you didn't know it was a horror movie and you watched this you would have grounds to sue for emotional damages and distress oh yeah yeah um but I think (laughs) If you knew it was a horror movie and not what kind of horror movie and got to that point right where he drugs her, she slumps to the ground, title cards, which by the way, 
gorgeous and the way they are doing the credits and the title cards and the the camera angle is like as though you're being carried through the house incredible gorgeous so smart so cool there's a lot of really really great and very cool cinematography yeah Uh, the cinematography was unreal in this and the music we'll get into the sound design yeah. yeah um but if if you didn't know what it was about, I imagine that that would be like a very cool horror setup to be like, what comes next? But unfortunately for me, I the first thing I knew about this movie was that it was a cannibalism movie. Yeah. Because I saw lots of Army Hammer jokes. So <laughs> I had no idea what this movie was about. You didn't? Oh my God. Yes. Okay, tell me what your experience what was. What did you feel? One, Scared? I, was, <laughs> I, I was violently high too. Like, oh no! No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> Here's like this movie was the first movie that actually like gave me nightmares because like again, I am a woman who is trying to date who is and I'm just like, "Oh my god, like I woke up, like I watched this on a Saturday night. I woke up at 5:30 on Sunday morning in a full-blown panic attack because I had like a bad dream that I was like kidnapped and like uh, stuck in this house and um I kept making jokes about him wanting to eat ass which was funny and also very neat but also like I was horrified of this and I like woke up in like a full-blown panic (laughs) I'm so sorry and yeah, I, I don't it, know. It really gets under your skin. It like it, it does. does. I watched it again today at work and I was just like, yeah. like, yeah, I actually had a much easier, better experience the second time around. I also watched it twice because I watched mm-hmm. it um, last night and I gave it like a solid 85% attention. Um <laughs> Because I just didn't want to do homework, i.e. taking notes. Um, but I was I like, felt let the me same get it way on. last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but so the first time it was like so there's something so uncomfortable and like visceral about it for some reason. I can't quite pin down what it was because I've watched other cannibalism stuff, no problem. Like I was never grossed out watching Hannibal. Um, obviously I watch a lot of gross movies, like House of Wax was like did give me like visceral phantom pains in my body. I have this thing um, where I'm watching horror movies, but especially when I'm high watching anything um, where if I'm seeing something, I'm like now thinking about what if it happened to my body. Um, And that's why House of Wax was so disturbing to me. And that's also when I was flavor blasted watching The Love Witch, why I was so scared. Um, (laughs) But I cannot imagine having that like experience being high watching this movie because even being sober watching it with the thigh on the butcher block it was like like I could not handle it and here's the thing too like I also like I eat poultry and fish but like I don't eat beef or pork and there's like one scene where it like shows meat being ground and like people eat it and like the I, one rich guy who eats the ground meat off his yes! plate with just his like mouth. Like he's a little doggy. But he has a doggy bowl. Are your utensils? I literally hid under like a rug, like not a rug, but like a big blanket, and like mm-hmm. hid under it while that happened because it was just like, 
it's no, uh, no so much I, I read all these really interesting articles that were like interviews with Mimi Cave the um director, director. and just to talk before I get into all of that I just want to say I think I know what kind of director I like and the kind of director that I like this is the second time I've gone goo goo gaga spoiler alert I fucking love this movie this is the second time I've gone goo goo gaga over an art uh, director's debut film that was a horror film and most of the stuff that they'd done before was music videos and you know who the mm. other one was it was Ninny and Doff yeah fucking get duped okay mm-hmm. so Mimi Cave has done a lot of of uh music videos before including um one for Lucius which is a band I really like and it's one of my favorite songs by them that she did so she did a great job um, I mean, it makes sense because yeah. in music videos you have to rely entirely on visual storytelling because you don't have dialogue or anything like that most of the time yeah um and you only have like one song to set the mood so you really have to be like in conversation with the music that's happening um and also they get to do fun things yeah, I think it's like an interesting starting point because it's like you have to think outside of a, the box because you have a, a few fewer cards to play when you're doing a music video. Unless you do something like Wake Me Up When September Ends. Of course, that's what's coming up to my mind right now where there's like a whole mini movie at the beginning <laughs> and then you get Green Day. You know, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. sometimes you can do it all. Beyonce, um, but yeah, Gaga, telephone. Yeah, yeah, somewhere. yeah, of course, of course. But yeah, Mary Lambert actually, who did like Pet Cemetery and a bunch of other Halloween Town too, as well, of course. Oh, um, iconic but things she only. Also has done like a bunch of music videos, like she's done like Madonna music videos, and I think like Janet Jackson music videos and stuff like that. So there's definitely um, yeah a relationship some, there that could be really yeah. Cool. I really like I I think I like that combo pack of music video director to the music video director to feature film director pipeline. Um, <laughs> but anyway, back to what we were talking about, which was how uh, unsettling this movie is. Like there are so many there were so many reviews um, that said like this movie is gruesome, gross, blah 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 blah. Um, but when you really get down to it, there is not that much gore or violence or anything like that in the movie. Um, And that was like intentional on the the part of the director Um, in part of one of these, I'm gonna paraphrase here, but um, she she said that she didn't wanna have the movie being focused on a bunch of women getting chopped up because we see Mm -hmm. that all the damn time. Mm -hmm. And so she was doing that thing that we all love collectively here at Spooky Tuesday, um, which is like, giving you a little something and then leaving it all up to your ding dong imagination. So you can make it as fucked up as you want in your mind's eye. It's like the horrifying monster in Cloverfield, which we need to cover that. Cause I bring it up literally like every five episodes anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, she's like leaving uh, like it all up to the imagination. Like for example, I know we're jumping around, but like the first really gruesome scene that we get is when poor Noah gets her butt removed honestly it's so horrifying the way he keeps being like your ass your ass made it so much worse for some reason because it really was like he's not even talking about it in a medical sense he's not even talking about it in like a food sense he's just like I'm taking your ass it's like no my ass no please oh my god it's so upsetting he says I gave you an epidural truly the most horrifying sentence one could hear he oh my god and just really quick shouts out to Sebastian Stan for just absolutely bodying this role like he was so creepy and hot at the same time 
it's he's like doing Brendan incredible and bedazzled Elliot, but a cannibal. What? How Don't you like think? Elliot with with all of his little um like hot but fucking weird um all of his little puns no. that he's doing? I got for sure bedazzled vibes the beginning oh i think that he's like way less ick than elliot is like not like he's worse person let me be clear i (laughs) do not support him (laughs) but like he's sexy the whole time you can just see that he's lost the thread maybe it wasn't maybe just wasn't for me yeah yeah i don't know it's whatever it is i also like i'm obsessed with his little butt chin Mm. speaking of butts um but no. also, like, what, do, what does it mean? Uh, this is a question that I don't know how to form, but the thought is in there, and so I can't stop it. Um, okay. Does it mean that he... <laughs> I'm so sorry. Does it mean that he is an ass man, that he took her ass first, or that he's not an ass man because he took that away from himself on this girl that he liked first? I'm so sorry. It's actually... A very interesting question, um, because also and one that needed to be asked. One that needed to be asked. I couldn't stop um, thinking about it. <laughs> it was honestly way more horrifying to me that he took her ass first and not like literally any other limb. You know what I mean? I think if he had taken her leg, I would have been less horrified than it cutting to him being like, "I'm taking your ass." Um, I it's also such think an unexpected part of the body to go for, yes, you know? which is why it's like so upsetting. It's like of all the things you're never gonna be able to sit down the same again in your life, but it's yeah, like, I feel like can you it, run and stuff? Cause that's muscle that's my question. Yeah. He, he, it's like after she is acting up and it's like, he does it as sort of a punishment to a degree. He's like, I'll keep you as long as I can. And then he he does this because he whatever she says like are you gonna be good or whatever yeah um and you'd think taking her her leg or something would be a more effective deterrent if you're worried about her running or trying to fight you or whatever it is you know what I mean um because like we see with one of the other characters later she has a harder time she's you know once it's taken she's just in her little cell she's not having pt to learn how to like walk she doesn't have crutches or anything um yeah i mean i think it would have been hard like just plot driven wise if they had taken her leg that would have been like really hard to keep keep it going but probably he didn't take her leg because he loves to dance and specifically with her which we'll get into later and he's like how will we do a dance um without that unless I supply her with a a, a, what is the word what am I trying to say a prosthetic thank you that took me a very long time (laughs) I think he's Uh, not an ass man to circle back I think he's not (laughs) And I Googled what happens if you get your ass removed? Cause like maybe oh. the internet like had you had some things. Uh, Do you remember the iron butt from SpongeBob? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm so sorry. Please continue. But it says butt implant removal surgery, object mm. stuck in your rectum, question no, mark. Five reasons why you should remove your ass hair. <laughs> Oh, These are all interesting uh, articles. They they would all get clicks from me, but uh, <laughs> not they're not helpful for the context. Where is Jeeves to ask when you need him? He would oh, he would Jeeves. give you the right search results. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. I just I also want to give shine to uh Daisy Edgar Jones in this because I think she is an incredible actress. And um also she was the inspiration for my haircut. And so I really appreciate that about her. But um that that scene when she wakes up from being drugged. Also, okay, circle like rewind five seconds when she is getting drugged I loved how they did that scene too because he like Steve never breaks character that everything Mm -hmm. is fine and so she she he is gaslighting her to the last second of consciousness he's like why don't you come cuddle with me blah 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 why are you so far away yeah as somebody who's been roofied before uh this does do a really like a good job at kind of like what it is like where you are I'm so glad to hear that thank you where you're just like (laughs) that's we love accurate portrayals of drugs effects like in midsummer with shrooms and now this this thing I've been roofied three times would have been four but my college boyfriend uh took one for the team on uh that round so thank you Andrew for that one romantic (laughs) romance you know, but it does feel that very much where you're like, oh God, something is wrong. Oh mm-hmm. God. Like, but what is it? But, yeah. And you're like, not sure what it is. And it, the way that he gets her to drink this drink. Of being <gasps> like, <gasps> so is, like smart and bad. And it's like, can you take, can you like figure out what I've put uh-huh. in it? I immediately clocked nectarine. So, which was very funny. <laughs> wow. I love that for you. <laughs> she said peach. And then I was like, he was like close. And I was like a nectarine. And she, I was like, I would have been done right then. I would have been like, okay, great. Sure. We're, we're moving on. Um, <laughs> but then when you wake up, you know what I mean? Like she's very like hazy and he flat out is like, oh no, I drugged you. And she's like, no, like, come on. And then she yeah. realizes she's chained. And oh, that, that moment, that to me is another reason why this movie like scared me as a woman who's been roofied three times, you know, like it's like, it's, I've been oh. lucky to wake up in like safe spaces, but, uh, imagine not like waking up not in a safe space like I I was like oh my god yeah it's way too close to home yeah oh man it's see this movie is a horror movie it's about cannibalism but I feel like the reasons that it gets that it is so scary and it gets so under your skin is because of like the real life yeah being a woman that it brings up you know in an extreme context but like because here's not the, that extreme. minus the cannibalism you know like this could happen like and also like cannibalism does happen I, I bet there is some exotic ring of cannibalism shit like this right like I don't doubt that it exists I saw a tiktok literally earlier today um of a girl's part of a girl's stand-up act where she was talking about that 2004 cannibalism case um the German guy who was like on cannibalism internet forums that no longer exists, thank God, being like, does anybody want to let me eat them? And this guy was like, I want to get eaten. And then he did, in fact, eat that guy. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then don't forget about Cannibal Cop. Oh, I I am, say more. There was um 
a New York police officer who was like uh, oh yeah i read an article about that what did he do did he eat did he eat bodies off the morgue or did he kill people and eat them i don't fully remember wasn't he also like i think he was a sort of dating woman scheme he was like convicted of conspiracy to like kidnap women and eat them Do you like, know what? on like a chat room that he was in. Um, I didn't read an article about it. I listened to the Keep It Weird podcast episode about this like last June, maybe. Oh, um, I need to listen to that. I was listening to them today, but like season six premiere. Shouts out ooh, to Keep It ooh. Weird. <laughs> but yeah, they did a whole episode about it and it was so horrifying and upsetting. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. It was, to- it was like kind of, Kind of similar yeah. to this. Yeah. So now, this now when I was like, oh, minus the cannibalism. Now I'm like, oh God, now I have to worry about cannibalism. And here's Jesus the thing Christ. too. The, like something that like, before we realize what this movie is, like when they still have their first date and the date goes well and they go back to her house, which one, never bring a guy back to your house on the first date because then he knows where you live like don't do it like at all then if you go back to his house you're on his turf and that's where the dungeon could be there's no winning there's There's not not a hotel the secret is public sex yeah public (laughs) sex there you go you heard it here at spooky tuesday fuck in the bathroom you guys um Find a nice alleyway. It's fine. It's the safest oh, way. God. <laughs> a car, something. Um, but uh, they get to her house and she's like, oh, like, can I get you anything to like eat or drink? And he was like, I just you. I hate that. I hate Which, that. Like, is sexy when you don't realize what the fucking context is. Like, Dude, also, oh my God. There's so many little hints like that because I wa- I've watched this movie like two and a half times now because I got like 40 minutes in and then I paused it and then the next day I started it again and Adam's like, I don't want to watch it. And I was like, okay, fucking fine. <laughs> um, so I'm very familiar with the first first 30 to 40 minutes now. Um, but yeah, there's just so many little details. I completely missed the first time I watched this that Molly's by. I thought that she yeah, was lesbian. I totally missed it because I just wasn't paying attention for that split second where she's like, damn, why did I stop hooking up with that hot bartender? That's and so I funny couldn't figure cause... out what the deal was. I was like, is she yanking his chain? Like the whole movie, I was confused. And I was like, oh no, they used to hook up. That's why he's so enamored with her and knows about her already because he's been, been had been in love. Mm. <laughs> I actually missed that she was by in the opposite direction. Um she says something at one point about like, oh, straight woman's fantasy. And I was like, oh, so she's gay. But why didn't they ever confirm that? Um, and then I rewatched it and I was like, oh, she explicitly says that she dates women in like her first scene. <laughs> got it. Got it. That was my 85% attention at work. You missed the, you, your 85% attention missed the 25% of the movie that's gay. <laughs> I missed the confirmation, but believe me, I saw the gay subtext in the rest okay, of it. Thank God, thank God, thank God. I would have hated Penny that. Penny is her you. wife. Penny is her wife. <laughs> oh my God. Wow. Oh, I actually really like that. That's a great happy ending storyline there. Um, but okay. But I feel like I they guess, get it, you know. Let, let's talk a little bit about, um, I guess. Ooh, okay. 
speaking of Penny, let's talk about Penny and Noah's relationship because I think that that is a really, really fucked and well done part of this movie too. Like when Noah realizes that she's not the only girl there um, Mm -hmm. and realizes that this is like a whole damn thing. So horrifying. And the reveal that Melissa has like lost her mind Mind? Mm -hmm. because she's lost so much of her literal self. Um, oh, it's so the unfurling of how much goes into this company, I guess. I love that they've got the little uh, devil goat thing going on there. The little black Philip as the the logo. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great demonic marketing. Love that. Um, <laughs> but the branding like, so important. The brand is strong. And then he has the little fucking postcards with a picture of the girl and their name and then a little piece of undies. And I was like, how the fuck is he getting all this shit from them? But I was like, well, I guess they brought an over like a weekender bag if they went to go up to his house. Oh, it's so well thought out. But um, another thing that in one of the articles I read, the interviews with uh, Mimi Cave, she was saying that like getting the talking through the wall scenes right was really important because that was another thing they wanted to leave it up to the imagination like you're only seeing Noah's side of things and you know shit is bad for Penny and definitely for Melissa but you can only imagine like how much of them has been taken how far it's gone on um oh god it's just so unsettling and I really like that scene where Penny's like was talking about how she doubted if Noah was real that was That's a great so joke too. I thought that was like really the sad. Sean Connery joke at the end was a perfect way to be like you're you're super sad but you're okay like you're not gonna bail on this movie you can make it through yeah I also love that they had all that time where they were just imagining ways that Steve could die horribly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's always fun the tapeworm, tapeworm. he deserves tapeworm. it yeah. And very poetic, you know what I mean? Yeah. For the tapeworm to eat him and the food from the inside out, etc. A little yeah. parasite for him. Okay, I just want to clock, because we're kind of jumping all over the place, but I don't want to miss a few things. Um, I want to talk about the wife mm-hmm. and, and yes. all that stuff. I want to talk about his, like, the they're like dating while she's in captivity thing and how that progresses and that the message in the magazine and that sort of the thing. And then, um, Avi, the ending, I don't know what else do you guys want to bring up? I don't know where to go. I don't, I keep losing the thread of what happens at what time. <laughs> I have some discussion questions. Um, but I also have something else to say about the talking through the walls thing before we move on. Oh, okay. What were so- you going to say, Sydney? Oh, I want to talk about um, her Molly like going and finding mm. yeah her and stuff okay, maybe like we that. talk so that we can walls. bully Monica yeah yeah oh my god okay fine we'll talk through, let's do the finish the talk through the walls thing and then move to that because I think that makes sense Lynn or Lynn then we can Lynn talk about Lee. the wife yeah, yeah 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 okay cool 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 take it away Tough. one thing I did think was a little strange about the talking through the walls thing though is that like it doesn't seem to take any effort to hear each other like they're talking pretty quietly at some point but we never hear 
Steve in Penny's room or something like that. Even when he comes and gets her at one point, we just hear her like scream when she's out in the hallway. Um, I, I think that is probably just like convenience for plot reasons, but I also think that could have been used super effectively. I would have loved to have heard more of Penny's thoughts on like the conversations that Steve and Noah were having and like some strategizing between them because they do have that conversation where Noah's like I can't believe I slept with him and Penny's like you slept with him like I never slept with him and I don't think anybody else ever slept with him um and I think it's implied maybe um that he did sleep with at at least his wife who I think it's implied was one of the girlies um at some point maybe Sammy I don't know like how much knowledge does Penny really have you're having this like little grapevine moment I guess where the girlies who are there are passing it on to the new girlies who can continue the oral tradition or whatever um but I would have liked more about them not just commiserating about their circumstances but like using the information that they're getting because they're getting information you know what I mean yeah no that would have been cool for them to to work together a little bit more but I think the reason that they didn't say more is because they don't know when he can hear necessarily too so maybe having the whole plan out there verbally might might have been a little more dicey um and then also they she does take he does take penny and do some sort of really bad surgery on her in the midst of that and i think she was kind of out of it for a while probably asleep for a while and then depressed it seemed after that obviously um because of whatever happening to her poor penny She's a little badass, though. We get to see that at least. A little redemption. That's fun. Um, Speaking of badasses, mm -hmm. I want to talk about Molly because icon. Well, but there's something that like I was thinking about in this movie, because like I know this movie is trying to say like a lot of things about just like kind of being a woman and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it really does. Like when I go out on dates, one, I share my location with like so many people. Know what I mean? Like I let everybody know, like, this is a person, this is this. Like, so at least my friends like are aware of who I'm with, where I'm at. Um, Mm. And I think women have to do that. Like men don't do do that. Know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, it wouldn't occur to them. But it doesn't occur to them. As a like necessary function of dating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, when we look at social media, you know, it's a, oh, we're checking to see like, is, does this person seem normal? Like also we're like, stop, like people will stalk, but it's like a, just like kind of like a quick scan. Do they have friends? Do they have friends? Like what kind of things do they do? Like when was the last time they posted? Like, oh, you have a social media, but like you haven't posted in six years. Like what have you been doing? Is it bad? Are you married? Uh, Are you married is the big question. Molly immediately clocking and being like, is he married? Know what I mean? And that she's right. Iconic. Because at that point in the movie, you're just like, no, he's just a cannibal. Um, So apparently, um, because they have that iconic line at the very, very end, which we'll talk about. But to make that land, they went back and they added that scene where they're eating the food in the park where she brings that up. Cause she was oh, like, I wanted perfect. that. I knew I wanted that to be the ending, but I didn't think it was hitting right. So they like had it be a callback, um, which and was good. Kind of smart. 
but like also the fact that um you know noah isn't responding back she sent like somebody's texting molly but you know it's not sounding right like it is yeah when she sends that heart uh she's texting like a stock photo that you can just google search like she immediately knows and it's like you can't go to the cops because they're not gonna take you seriously realistically and so like it is on molly to figure it out and she does which ends up putting herself in danger yeah she ends up uh the the bartender who she used to hook up with paul um she's like i'm gonna share my location with you like if something goes wrong like come find me and he eventually does. And then he's like, sort of. Yeah, uh, <laughs> fuck this. Like, I'm out, which great that this isn't a male savior movie, but also like men are useless. Yeah. yeah and I'll, like, his line though was so I, yeah. funny. He was like, you know what happens if you stay, what happens to you if you stay here? And I'm like, oh, that was so aware funny. of the tropes. It's so <laughs> funny also that that whole, plot line was included just for it to not amount Go to anything um, because you know um scaredy cats who bail also need representation in horror movies um and that's so important um he was like gets it, there he's like he's like honestly how well do i know this girl like that's <laughs> <laughs> that he hears gunshots and turns around is why he's like canceled in terms of being a love interest for Molly for me by the end. Um, Mm. That's why part of why Penny is her wife and um, Mm. Paul is a side note in their story. Um, But I also like, what was he supposed to do? Stay there and die. You know what I mean? I think it's, it's, it sucks, but also like. They figured it out. But also (laughs) the whole point of this conversation was Monica share your Molly, location Monica. yeah Monica share your location Chelsea with us 2022 Sydney <laughs> I, and I have our locations on for each other constantly it's never turned off I can always just check and see where she is if I want to Monica refuses Monica you could die in a bike Levine and Monica what if you got in a bike accident when I go bike riding I share my location for the day with Adam for the day that's it not us not you without wow this is so fucking rude wow it's like we're it's it's like we don't even have a podcast together monica it's like we don't have a podcast together sydney you're usually not this hypey about this and it's usually just chelsea but it's because you guys want this so bad that i won't give it to you that's the meanest thing you could say I said exactly that to Adam earlier today about this. <laughs> That's bullying. Not to be the mad temporary at me. location sharing is honestly worse. But okay, there is, if I do ever go missing, there's one person who has my location at all times and it's Aline and I don't remember giving it to her, but she has threatened my life if I take it away and I'm scared of her. So that's the only reason that she has it. I know she could kill me if she needed to. Um, I could kill you if I needed to. We'll see. I could kill you if I needed to. Sydney could kill me, but you're farther away (laughs) so I could fly. (laughs) I could do a murder if I needed to. If the situation called for it. Oh my God. 
how dare you um before we get too far away from the movie though I get it I get it I accept your criticisms and I'm thinking about it but it's not gonna happen uh (laughs) but I will say that you know Molly is doing her darndest to to save the day here but god it was a risk to call the number while still in the house and he is between you and the door when Steve was between her and the door I was like babe you gotta get you gotta she should have been like if she was where the door like Steve was next to the door and he was like behind her but also too like why would you suspect that the wife was in on it she really put her faith in that wife unfortunately feminism of the wife quite frankly no seriously there's a whole conversation to be had about that and let's have it right now let's have it right now because like it's so complicated the information that we have about the wife is um first of all that she's wearing a wig but that's not a plot point that's just an observation um but she is married to him she's like covering for him um she hits molly in the head for him um, so she's clearly in on things enough or willing to cover for him enough, you know, at that point. And then you see that she um, has a prosthetic leg um, and has has one of her legs removed below the knee. Um, and I think it's pretty implied. I think you could certainly make the argument for a different um, background story, but I think it's pretty implied just based on the way that he behaves with some of the girlies like Sammy Akbari and um, Noah, that she was also a previous girlie in the house um, that he allowed to move out of the house in a way that I think he was maybe like sort of vaguely considering for Noah you know what I mean and I wonder if that's part of why at the end the wife has like so much anger you know what I mean because because the wife is like so stone cold the whole time um and the only time we see her being emotional is when she's like pretending as though she like was just freed from the house just now um uh, mm-hmm. being like oh my god we're free i can't believe we're free until she attacks noah um I'm and like, I, you look way too done up to have just yeah. been held captive but anyway continue. yeah <laughs> and also like noah had clothes most of the time noah was in a hospital gown right after he took her ass um but and so I don't know like how long she needed to be in the hospital gown um but Molly and Penny are both in hospital gowns at the end they're not they they haven't been given clothes to wear their mm-hmm. own or someone else's um unlike Noah um yeah. but I don't I don't know I wasn't sure I definitely did not want her to try and kill Noah um but but I'm not sure what I did want for her necessarily. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I didn't know what what could have. I don't know what would have made me happy. I wasn't super happy with her doing that. But you know, um, there was also a part of me because he is a plastic surgeon. I didn't get a long enough look at the picture of Sammy Akbari that we that we see. Is mm-hmm. that is that that's he wrote in the magazine, right? right? Yeah. Oh, I don't think that's. It, yeah, if that's where I, you're going. But, yeah, I wasn't sure if that was her because there's also that part, and I don't know why, but there's <gasps> that part where she's looking in the mirror and she's like holding her yeah. face. And I was like, she's holding her face like it's not her face for some reason. Like, I feel like she 
like, cause he's a plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. I mean, the only way really that he could make it so she could come back into the world is make her look completely different, you know, otherwise someone well, might find her, you know, I mean, it's a risk. It's and they're posting also, pictures online. She's posting mm-hmm. pictures on Facebook. But also like he seems to be targeting women who for the most part don't have anyone to come looking for them. Um so I think in a way she could maintain her original name and identity and re-enter mm-hmm society because like if it's just a job that's looking for her or just a friend that was looking for her it's like you know you can do lies or whatever and be like I just fucking hated your guts you know what I mean like I yeah I I think she is who she says she is um but you're right it was very like plastic surgeon's wife the way she was holding her face because to me it was like should I get a facelift vibes? But obviously she doesn't oh. need one. Her skin is well, like very tight and taut, but it's, I'm sure she's comparing herself. She knows that he was like seeing this girl, Noah from Molly. And like, she might assume that it's the same as it always is, or she might have already gotten the vibes that like something is wrong and this is different. Well, I think that could be a part of it for sure. But I also think that could have been a moment with her like, grappling with how deep she really is Mm. into helping him because I would imagine on the day-to-day she's not part of the abductions that would make it more of a giveaway if there's a woman involved and there's it was like couples abducting people you know the way he does it I think is a little more discreet so I don't think that she'd be a part of that she obviously is complicit in it because she knows about it and she knows all about it um but like she actually bopped Molly on the head. So I think mm-hmm. that could have been a moment with her, especially her being like, I'm going to take a shower and like have her like alone time. And she looked like sad in the shower. Um, I think that was probably her grappling with like ha- being hands on with it. But then yeah. that's why you're not sure what's going to happen at the end. It's smart that they did that because mm-hmm. it makes it seem like, oh, maybe she's a little w- like wiggly on it, wishy-washy on it. But at the end, she's like, no, I'm doubling down for my man, you know? Is um, I guess that's my question. Is it for her man? Because I don't her, probably know. Probably her family too. Yes. Yeah. That's my thing. It's because yeah, I was I like, like that is, it, actually. is it Stockholm syndrome or is she like seizing this like willingly consciously? You know what I mean? Because I think I like it more she had like no we didn't see any emotion from her towards Steve at any point other than being like why aren't you coming home um where are you when are you gonna be home but right after that scene in the mirror where she's doing the face thing they do they do so many interesting things with mirrors in this movie I'll do a social post about it um but I they do so many interesting things and in that moment you see them like kind of just out of frame but you see their reflections in the two separate mirrors in front of the vanities and it's showing them like very much in their own frame separated and then he comes over to her and he like grabs her and he holds her face um and he's very much coming to her coming into her space she doesn't like adjust her body at all she doesn't turn towards him she doesn't lean into him he is just like taking control of her body um and stepping into her space so to me it's like does she know that she has to play along because she can be replaced does she know that she can be 
turned into meat at any time? Does she care about him? Or does she like that she has this fancy life in a doctor's house? They have two very nice houses, although I doubt she spends much time at the other one. Um, But she's got kids now too. You know what I mean? Even aside from the loving, protecting, doing anything for your children, is she just like, I like being a rich bitch and I don't really care how I got here. And also I know that at any moment you can be trapped in somebody's basement getting your leg chopped off. So yeah, I'm going to stay where I am now. Thanks. Yeah. I feel like it's gotta be a combination of a lot of those different things, but I don't necessarily think it's fear motivated because she, I was just thinking about it logistically. She has so many opportunities to leave while he's gone for hours and hours and hours and she could take the kids and she could Mm -hmm. go, you know, so if it was that, she could have done that a long time ago. So I think that it's a mixture of like Stockholm syndrome and, you know, maybe a myriad of some of the things that you just mentioned, but yeah, that was a surprise for me that she came back in that way at the end, but it was, it was interesting. I, and I love to have a decapitation. Um, you know, it's always fun. Molly deserved that. Molly deserved that. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> you are the problem. So funny, but, um, okay. We got to get to the, the <laughs> meat and potatoes of this movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> Also, like the the thing, meat cute, meat cute. Stop it, meat um. cute. Someone else has made that joke before me, but I'm making it now. <laughs> sure, 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 sure. Um, I think it is fucked up that he's doing his whole thing about like women taste better and um, fear and stress is bad for your body and the taste or whatever. And then he's just like, here, eat pizza and mashed potatoes and cookie. Like, why is he not serving them good meals that are good to for their taste or whatever? I wanted to see more oh, strategy on that front from Chelsea, him. Chelsea, having fat marbled in meat is really delicious. That's why he's doing that. I just want to know his strategy and I want to know why he's not being more thoughtful about it. If this is your $30,000 steak industry, you'd think, although I guess maybe he's like, you're not going to get human meat from anywhere else. I don't have to do anything to make it special. You're going to take what you get because you're not getting it from anyone else. I would like to know some background on uh, Steve and how he got into this business. In the he first just was curious one bit. day <laughs> do you think but, he killed someone and then he was like I'm not, <laughs> he was like oh this whole dead person is right there I might as well eat them like how did he come across that because the story was very vague that he gave right and like how did he find buyers the internet twitter reddit like where the deep the dark web <laughs> that's so vague the dark web Well, I also don't know how much we can trust what he says because he's like, I was a normal kid. I had friends. I had a normal life and I do not believe him. No, you see that music video scene while he's chopping up the leg. He's a freaky freak. (laughs) I love that scene, by the way, that I love that they go full music video in the middle of this. Like I love, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Mimi is bringing what she knows. We got DJ Beat Roots' entire music video in the middle of Get Duke. We get Sebastian Stan's this time. Um, we also get it a little bit more. I also, oh, this was so fucked up. Just really quick before I forget that juxtaposition between the wife in the shower when she's just taking off her prosthetic leg and immediately yes. cuts to Sebastian Stan, like, like 
super muscular flaunting. running with two legs like yeah exactly flaunting like all of that oh that was so jarring and well done um but I want to talk about the food in this movie because they really fucking thought that shit out um they they did like they, she brings up uh Hannibal actually in this inter in this interview um because Hannibal always made the food look really really delicious but this is a mm -hmm. quote from from Mimi Cave um she designed all the dishes with a chef to make them look real enough and familiar enough and to be recognizable but to have just a tinge of bizarreness to them to feel like wait does that look does it look appetizing just questionable and so they got really creative with the ingredients they'd add glisten to certain things and add a certain color to a dish and they went through a lot of food auditions which i love and iterations of different dishes to make it happen and and it's so true because like the food does look good but they're something that feels wrong like the red of the meatball like the red of the marinara sauce on the meatball in the first meal that noah has with him like something about that it feels too much like blood to me um but it also still like i love pasta you know so it looks a little <sighs> bit appetizing um and and uh the pate i think that might be where they added the glisten the pate was like so shiny i was like Ugh! um but what really drives it home i think it's the combo pack of this incredibly well thought out food design plus the fucking Stop it. mouth Ugh. sounds the entire <sighs> time like wow we've gotten so many great uh sound design films in the last couple of weeks of the pod like with invasion of the body snatchers and now this like from the very beginning of this movie they've amped up the mouth sounds from the beginning adam clocked it immediately and i was i didn't <laughs> but he was like why is it so loud when she's like eating those cherries why is it so loud when they're eating the like thai food at the beginning even um and the shot of Paul, like biting into the burrito or whatever yes like it's it's just it's so visceral so i'll say that this movie isn't necessarily bloody or gruesome or anything like that but it's like just visceral the way that everything comes out oh god plus okay sound design for the mouth sounds and just like the um scoring is really really awesome and bizarre um mm -hmm. and disorienting did and you read the hollywood reporter article about the music I yeah I didn't finish that one but I did read that one and I I loved I loved how much thought went into the soundtrack because it really is like a really fun soundtrack one that you would revisit for sure. Um, but what what else did you take away from that article? Um, I loved how they kind of picked the songs for the dancing scenes in particular to sort of mm -hmm. parallel each other and like bring you back into that same vibe. They also talked about. Um, in a Collider article um, that was an interview with Sebastian Stan and Daisy Edgar Jones, they talked about like the choreography of the dancing or the lack of the choreography in the first mm -hmm. dance scene. The first yeah. dance scene, they very much like leave them to sort of figure it out both as mm -hmm. characters and as like the actors making those choices themselves. Mm -hmm. um, and then obviously- Much the more natural scene, feeling at the beginning. Yeah. The second dance scene, um, they wanted the music to really sort of be romantic in that same way, sort of like scene setting. They wanted the, they picked the first song um, 
which was by Blood Orange. Blood You're Orange. not good enough. You're by not Blood good Orange. enough. Which is another trigger for me because I love dancing around my house to that song. I love that song. I well, they love that, that song. song for that moment because it's wonderful and it's romantic. And that was an authentic moment that was really meant for you to root for the romance at that point. So I think that tone can, mm, no, by your face, I'm, nope. I'm, I'm judging that it's ruined regardless. So I no, tried to, I, I tried to reframe for you. Song, no, it's R. a great song. It's not um, necessarily a romantic song. It's like a breakup song, but it's like yeah. fun. But th- sure, that's the what they said the in moment. that article too. It was more like sonically, they wanted the sounds to work, not necessarily. They didn't want to be like so on the freaking nose that mm-hmm. the lyric was like, and then I ate her arm. Like it's not gonna, <laughs> not gonna be that, um, that on no- the nose. But yeah, like going back to the the dance choreography, the choreographed dance scene um, at the end. For me, when I watched that. Like I read one article that was like, we wanted it to seem like, oh, you don't really know which ways Noah Noah is going to go. Like, are mm-hmm. they actually in love? Blah, 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 or not in love, but like, are they liking each other? What's happening here? But for me, I felt like because it was a choreographed dance, it was like, this is a choreographed night. And Noah has this whole thing choreographed because she knows exactly what she needs to do to get under his skin this time and Mm -hmm. into his pants so she could bite off his dick yeah like their visual storytelling was like they're in sync are they partners and you're right I think um another read of it is no this is a performance she's performing the whole time and part of her moment when you think for a moment is she losing the performance is she genuinely touched by the fact that he cooked for her for a moment you're not sure when she's crying and then she turns it into it is just so nice and I feel awful because I don't feel awful I think that's also actually a callback to his explanation because when she's first asking him about it and he says I was 18 or 19 Um, It wasn't an overnight thing. At first, I was actually horrified. I mean, how could I possibly be capable of of doing something like this? You know, I was a normal kid, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then he goes into the, I couldn't stop thinking about it. And then I looked further and there are people like me. Um, And she's playing on that both with, um, I feel awful because I don't feel awful so being like I am intrigued by this but I know it should be horrifying the same way that he described his experience and also he kept being like we're the same you're fucked up just like me which is why I also don't believe him when he was like I was normal and it's like no no you weren't you You were not but you were killing kitties in your free time there's no way that you weren't yeah Um, um but but I think she's really like tapping into that and being like we're the same I'm just like you she plays it really well whether that was like her plan the whole time to be like I'm having an emotionally vulnerable moment with him or if she genuinely lost it and was like here's how I reclaim this moment well you know that she was gonna be doing some sort of acting shit because when she's getting there had that moment or that scene where it's cutting between Steve and Noah getting ready for that date. Um, And there's that part where she's just like looking in the mirror and she's like looking wistful, looking smiley, looking like she's like, she would be looking into someone's eyes like, ah, but you know, she's looking in the mirror. And so she's just practicing looking Mm -hmm. like that. 
Okay, um, I want to say that's really interesting, but I want to say something about the mirror things for a second because uh-huh. with that in mind, I think what's interesting, I'd have to go back and watch it like a third time, I guess, to really double check for this. But I think most of the time when we see her in the mirror, um, we only see her in the mirror and maybe like a little blurry wisp of her. Um or we see just her and like her not really in the mirror at all. We see Sebastian Stan and his double in the mirror very clearly at so many points. And I think that's oh. very like the two sides of him um, and his like dual motivations. Um, and with her, there's just one her, but sometimes she's like putting on this performance um, is my film cinema blah 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 film major Cinema. literature analysis take <laughs> professional film critic chelsea duff uh-huh, no but that uh-huh. no i think that's spot on that's a really cool take um what was i gonna say words 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 oh i love all of her jokes where she's making all these like cringe <laughs> jokes about all of the Ugh. women like trying to make it like it's chill Oh, like what she's like, oh, that's so boring. Like it's this delicious pate and its name's Melissa. I was like, you Aww. know, Melissa. <laughs> Don't do that to Melissa. Yeah. Don't do that to Melissa. And she's like, I thought she'd be named Joy. I'm like, oh God. That oh, was funny. He's that one got it up. But when oh, she was God. like, um, the you saved to the breast for last at that point, I was like, no. no. And I sent an angry picture of myself to Monica. Also, it's just so fucking fucked up that he cut off Molly's boobs and fed them to her and said, oh, this might even taste familiar. Like, Mm -hmm. what, did she think she was sucking on Molly's titties? Just wondering, gay. Uh, (laughs) But that was just super fucked up. I think it's super interesting. But yeah. (laughs) I think it was super interesting that that was left implied and not like explicitly mentioned at any point because I I felt like it was an interesting choice um, that we don't necessarily see any, most of the meat that we see and most of the meat that we see get consumed does not belong to any characters that we explicitly meet. Like we do hear Melissa singing at one point, but we only ever see the photo of her. And I think Mm. like if we had been, if they'd been like, this is Penny's leg, like this is Noah's ass, like explicitly like this is Molly's boob, like would we have been able to handle that as the audience? Would that have been too horrifying to be like, this is a character that we know and this is their body part? I think also it's a part, I think partly, well, okay. Okay, there's two sides. There's two sides because the when he's with her, he obviously like likes her and he's trying to get her to likes her a little bit, you know, in some way, shape or form, whatever he's capable of. Um, And I think that he's smart enough to know that if he was like, this is Penny's nipple, like she'd fucking freak out, even if she's trying to be chill about it. You know, you're trying to edge edge someone into cannibalism. Sweet God, what a phrase. Um, you you got to do it with a uh, tact. Um but yeah, no, I think that as an audience, we could have seen like in that free that frozen um the freezer where yeah, there yeah, are all yeah. the body parts, which I loved. Loved that. And when there was oh, a full ass torso in there. Jesus Christ. Yeah, and that's what he takes. He takes the torso and then he goes outside and he's cutting ribs 
with a freaking yeah. chainsaw. Oh my gross. god, it was so gross. Like, cause it, it there is some gore in this, but it's not blood and the meat at the same time, and so it separates it. I think that something about cannibalism fucks people up a little bit more. So I think she yeah. wanted to be a little more tactful and again not cutting up women just yeah. for funsies i i appreciate that <laughs> that said i'm not sure how i feel about i i felt hmm, like okay i'm not sure how to articulate myself um i think probably it was a good choice not to show anybody's missing body parts necessarily like not to show molly's missing tit or noah's missing ass but also i a little bit felt like it was a glaring absence you know what i mean like not to see it getting cut off but to like not see the lack of it at any point like on the like on the people yeah yeah i guess i just i didn't i didn't feel the same way because I, I liked that it was all like left up to your imagination. Like for me, I was like looking at her butt in the dress and I was like, is it like, how is it different? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know, um, I don't know. Cause I feel like if they did that, they'd have to do more of that. And so I don't feel like they could do like a little bit of that type of gore and not a lot of it of that type of gore, you know? So it was like a zero all or nothing. Yeah, me. and like, and so it was if more she's nothing. still, if she's still healing, he's not gonna put her in like tight jeans or whatever. Anyway, like the loose dress might have been part of the we can't put you in anything tight. Anyway, regardless of like for the purposes of filming a movie, we want to hide that your ass is not actually gone. Um, and I thought it was like very effective when we see her peeing at one point that you see her underwear and like that there's blood in there from her or or whatever from her healing wounds um Mm -hmm. and i think when they first do dinner there's like this weird shot of the back of the chair that seems to imply that it is like a cushy chair maybe it has oh yeah she's sitting on one of those like uh donut things donut Mm. thank you couldn't think of the word yeah yeah I don't know, uh, Sydney, Queen of Fake Blood. Did you? Were you mad? Like, what did you think? <laughs> I think there could have been more, and mm-hmm. part of it because, like, this is a horror movie. I think like they could have gone a little bit more gore forward. You know, just like sure, 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 a forward, if you will. Yeah, yeah, forward. <laughs> I want some gore word. I could see it that way, but I still really, really like just, I just really liked it though. I loved all the choices that they made. I like that they made an unconventional choice in doing that. Um, Cause it's kind of uh, like, they make a lot of unconventional choices in this movie. And so it kind Mm -hmm. of fits the theme. (laughs) Seeing the thigh with the bone poking out, seeing, I don't even know what body part it was at another point where he's like slicing off little bits to nibble on. Um, But you can see like part of a tattoo on the yes. skin. Oh, that was um, like that was like fucking prosciutto. That was like a jamon ugh. iberico of somebody's I don't even know what type part of their body, maybe their thigh. <sighs> I thought I that was no so idea. fucking funny because like, like in Spain, that's what the snack. Yeah, well, in Spain, like people have like a jamon iberico just like a whole fucking leg. 
sitting yep. on the, the counter. It's a beautiful, I, I want one, but I don't have enough counter space and it's also so expensive. One of our friends actually got one of those as their Christmas present from their sibling. So I'll, nice. I'll tell you after. Uh, but anyway, like, it's just so funny that it's just like exactly like it's in the same like mechanism that holds it up, but it's like a human's mm-hmm. fucking leg. And the only reason you can tell the difference is because of that tattoo. Like, I love it. It's all so funny. Like, I get that. I get why you were like feeling like what you were telling me this feels like wiggly under your skin. Like, yeah, this movie made you feel like wiggly. I was like giddy watching this movie. I was like hysterically giddy laughing the whole time. Adam had to stop the movie, take a walk around the living room because it was like freaking him out so much. But I just thought it was so funny. All these little details. Anyway, maybe I'm a psychopath. Maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> but I have one more discussion question that I want to ask and then I think we should move into our segments um but that first dinner um she asked if she is eating herself if she is eating her ass and I guess my question to you is um in such a position would you rather eat your own ass or would you rather eat meat from somebody else's body because I think I'd rather eat my own ass that is I don't want to eat myself I think I I would be more capable of living with the knowledge that I had done cannibalism if it was my own and I could to some degree consent in that way than to be like I ate another person and I ate somebody who was kidnapped against their will and I well you know what I mean I think I would rather drink my own pee but eat somebody else Kesha style yeah Mm. I mean, because when I think about it, like I've had like a hangnail, like a skin one, and I've bit it off and I've swallowed it. So like I've kind of already started with that. So maybe that would be okay. But the thought of there's some for some reason, it is truth and law to me that if you eat yourself, you go insane, like like something (laughs) like hormone like hormonally makes you lose your mind because there's some this is so random I watched some movie if anyone knows what I'm talking about where there is a chicken as a pet and they were feeding it chicken and everyone was like that's so fucked up that you're feeding this chicken chicken but when I was a little kid I thought that they were feeding network no it's not it's from way longer ago I trust it was not the social network they do something similar in the social network But when I was a kid, I thought that they were taking the chicken and cutting off part of the chicken and (gasps) cooking it and then feeding it to the chicken. So I was like absolutely fucking horrified by this like little joke part of a movie and it scarred me for life. And so anyway, it is my belief that if you eat yourself, you'll go insane. (laughs) Couldn't tell you if it's true or not. Um, But before we go into our segments, I just want to give a little shine to the the very bitter end i uh, i thought that that was an epic action sequence i love the use of a meat cleaver in mm-hmm. any scenario i love the use of a um a dumb waiter as a little surprise yes! oh so good <laughs> i love the second that it was so introduced much. it was chekhov's gun you know what i mean you had to see yes. it come back into play at some point and i loved how they used it and the first time I watched this movie, I was like, why didn't they just go and like beat the ever loving shit out of his head while he was down? So they make sure that he's dead. But Molly was the one who meat cleaved him in the head. 
and she doesn't have like a huge range of motion right now because her titty mm. just got chopped off and so that makes sense to me and i was like also heat of the moment things are crazy it's fine um but i do i do really love that but one, one more thing i want to talk about before the end is that one of our listeners roxanne shout out shout outs to roxanne um <laughs> brought this up to me um and we were talking about the movie after i watched it um and she was like oh yeah like all these people are saying they set this up for a sequel and i was like what like okay and the reason that i didn't understand is because i paused the movie as soon as heads were roll started playing even though i mm -hmm. fucking love that song so i missed that tiny little scene that's in the in the credits did you guys see it i actually no. saw your message with roxanne so i went looking to see what was being discussed and i wow i thought that was private no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> um i like to snoop um and that should not be a surprise to anybody um but i think that scene i mean there's so much material for a sequel you know what i mean um oh, there was yeah. that guy who was like working with anna and brendan steve who you know the business has got to keep businessing um those those buyers I mean, are gonna want their product so much money and they've, uh -huh. they've set up the reason that i think a sequel is a possibility um but there's only one specific way that i would accept it but like they set okay. up so much lore right yes. they have like the branding the the branding they have like when he's out chainsawing that uh fucking chest cavity they show the the black philip like engraved uh -huh. into uh -huh. like this old ass thing so it makes it seem like there's like history and and that is ages. like maybe satanic sort of or yeah, so a little bit it has like a fucking pentagram all these dudes these unknowable dudes have these different weird 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 rituals around the way that they eat these women um and then you see that they're all together in this little on the scene plate at the end. also the plate has the black philip on the it plate too it has the black philip and then at the end they're all at a round table with all that meat stacked up and the blood Blech. spreading out of it and um, i'd be willing to bet there's beautiful. five of them pentagram style yeah so the only way that i would accept a sequel to this film if it is if it is a Kill Bill style revenge movie with Penny, Molly, and Noah <gasps> going out to find every single one of those motherfuckers and killing them one at a time. That would like, be that so is, fucking fun. That okay, is wow. the only way that I would accept it. And I think that that would also actually be a really good movie and that me, like Mimi Cave would knock it out of the park. Also, I think Adam might have given me this idea. And so I want to give him that sign, <laughs> but I really don't remember because um, I watched this like right after it came out. So don't remember, but it's probably him. So shouts to Adam. But either way, it is. It's got to let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm I don't actually that here for that. I don't know if they were like, if that teased a sequel necessarily, but I definitely think there's yeah. enough material for a sequel. Totally. There's enough going on in the background, enough lore set up to be like, this is a whole fucking thing. Um, and enough loose ends, not just with the three of them escaping. And they never saw that other guy who came with the wife. Um, yeah, where did he go? Although like, how are they going to get away? I don't know if they're going to like take his car or what you know what i mean um so i guess they're we'll, gonna get out of there <laughs> they're, they're gonna get out of there for sure i have faith but like i don't know what that would look like like are they gonna call an uber you know what i mean or probably yeah, um, the cops probably the cops um but 
yeah, there's there's room for them to have enough time to be like, this is a large, we know this is a 1% of the 1%. We know it's a larger thing. We know it's like a cannibalism ring, essentially. Um, yeah. And if they had to go back into the house or look around at all, they certainly could get access to a lot more of that info. Totally, totally. Yeah, I, would I love I, a Kill Bill style revenge plot. That'd be such a I challenge you to make a Kill Bill style sequel. That would be so great because Andrea Bang from Kim's Convenience is so wonderful. Um, I, I had her. never seen um the actress who plays Molly Jojo T Gibbs and anything before I don't think and I also hadn't seen Daisy Edgar Jones but they had great chemistry the two of them Noah had good chemistry with Penny Penny and uh, Molly had good chemistry like I said they are wives like they barely meet and yet somehow at the end they're like helping each other she carries her that's romance um that's okay we've we've unspokenly gone into how could it be gay continue (laughs) (laughs) this is now how could it be gay and it's in the kill bill style sequel um it is also a romance for molly and penny yeah 100 percent. and it's also great that this movie just already is uh got some queer representation um and we love that molly is bisexual and i'm sorry molly that i didn't notice that you were bisexual in the first one I thought I also think (laughs) yeah I think it's kind of nice that Molly is bisexual and yet we only see her romantically involved with a guy um because I think so often when you have bisexual characters in media they have to be and not have to but they are usually shown in a same-sex relationship to be like see they're not just straight. Um, and I like that we're at the point yeah. where you can show them just with a guy and still be like, but they're bisexual. Yeah, totally. No, I like that. I like that too. Ugh, yeah. I, I just want, this isn't the right time to say this, but I didn't say it earlier. And I just wanted to say that the only reason that this would never have happened to me is that when presented with an empty fridge in my house, I would have ordered takeout. I never would have gone to the store in the evening. (laughs) That is the only reason I would have not been in this scenario. That is the only reason I would have been like, okay, how long I can wait 30 minutes. Caviar, pull it up. (laughs) Um, But okay. Where would Maddie Lily fit into this wondrous film? One of those freaks eating people. One of the really rich guys. Yeah. I would want him to be in the Kill Bill style sequel mm-hmm. as one of the freakity freaks. He would have a crazy unhinged monologue with human blood running out of his mouth and it would be horrifying. Incredible. <laughs> he would crush it. Absolutely crush it. Yeah. Mimi? Mimi, we're writing this for you. Mimi? We would love Mimi? to be consultants. Mimi? I love that her name is Mimi Cave is like a badass name. Yeah, she's got cool bangs also great she's my hero all people with bangs are cool (laughs) true uh sorry (laughs) chelsea you're cool because you have pink hair um anyway next that brings us to the dumb bitch um and i feel like i'm so sorry to be rude to a whole group of people but like i feel like anyone who is a cannibal is a dumb bitch (laughs) I think that's fair. I think there's probably, um, like you said, chicken eating chicken, it seems bad. You know what I mean? It seems like there should be things in our bodies 
where if you're only eating that meat, like your, your levels of something are going to be off the charts. Seems like it would be a medically bad decision. Um, but also I think Steve deserves his own nomination because he really was falling for Noah's shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. How do you, as a woman kidnapping cannibal, allow a woman to put her, your dick in her mouth? You know what I mean? How do you think that that being so vulnerable, your dick in her mouth, you are going to kill her. You've told her you're going to kill her. You took her ass already. Um, how do you not consider that that could go poorly for you? He just thinks he's that sexy. That's how high a regard he holds himself in that. He thinks he's that sexy and alluring and amazing. It's very similar to Chad actually, where he oh my thinks God. he's the stupid that text at the awesome. End, that bitch. Yeah, I know. Oh my God. I hate that. He can that. still be like you up. No, Chad, I'm not no, Chad. I don't have an ass anymore, Chad. Chad, I'm never up for you, okay? (laughs) Um, But yeah, no, he just thinks the sun shines out of his goddamn ass. So he's like, yeah, she's 100%. She ate two, uh, she ate a lady, she ate her best friend's titty. She ate Melissa's liver. She ate whoever the fuck's other meatball. And and, uh, now she's mine. I'm not giving her an official nomination because it would be rude but like Noah girl why are you going away with this man so soon you know like he's having one fucking really got caught up in the romance still like when that happened I started I started screaming at my television like girl no like you've got a like that's a couple months in that you go on a weekend like you could do like a day thing Mm -hmm. that's like in the same city or like one city over but like a sleepover thing on your third date where he's not telling you where you're going Mm -mm. and then he like perfectly disarms her by being like oh I'll ruin the surprise and like tells her right away as soon as they don't have cell service too like No, sorry. Like, I need to know where it is because I need to read all the restaurant menus that we're going to to make sure that I can eat something. Okay. Like, I, that would just never fly with me. Like, I love a surprise, but I mean, that's very quick. That's very, very quick. I'm all for being spontaneous and doing that, but like, she thought she bagged a doctor. Uh, doctors so are more excited. scary because they know how to kill people. Like, so sorry about that. True. Like, I they know how to save like, lives and take them away. Also, yeah, she like, never got his go. last name. So, like, how are you? He, you know, he's not on social media, but you don't even want to Google the guy. I would right? Google. I love to stalk online. And it's like, hey, can you give me your social security number real quick? <laughs> I, <laughs> real quick. I somehow try and always sneak a look at their driver's license. Mm. Uh, on like the first day or two date or two nice. make a Smart. quick scan and mm-hmm. then continue on <laughs> yeah but she doesn't even she gives him her number in the grocery store she doesn't even know his name at that point it's only when he's leaving that he's like okay Noah I'm Steve by the way right like yeah be a little bit more due diligent obviously yeah. not her fault um but she really lets her guard down with him and it leads to disaster unfortunately yeah well That's I mean this I'm is saying. just like, one of the not a dumb of healthy bitch, living but uh but a girl baby this is this is no one better. of the plights of healthy living if she had just ordered the cheeseburger uh-huh on door as I dash. will tonight I'm not <laughs> going to the store tonight after we record are you kidding 
I'm gonna get oh, delivery. Absolutely not. And no I'm one get would enough ever leftovers for days. My d- delivery got canceled earlier today, and then Adam was like, "Oh, we can just cook something." I was like, "What?" When I was expecting delivery, <laughs> I committed to not cooking something now. So we're gonna have to revisit that plan. We're gonna have to figure something else out. Anyway, I had to record. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's time for knives out of five. So Chelsea, what do people think about this? I guess they're still thinking their thoughts because it's still pretty fresh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, everything's nice. a pun. Um, I'm so sorry. But- no, I don't think you need to apologize for that one. To me, that one was spot on and I liked it. Um, but on IMDb, this movie got 6.7 out of 10. Um, and then on Rotten Tomatoes, um, critics gave it 81%, which is fresh. And audiences gave it 83%, also fresh. Oh, good, um, good. Good that it fresh is rated fresh twice over. Fresh, fresh, fresh. For fresh, yeah. I too think it's fresh. I think that fresh is fresh. Um, I agree. I agree. I thought it was really um, upsetting, hard to watch at some (laughs) points, but good. I thought there was like really amazing cinematography. The music was great. Um, I, my, my questions and complaints are mostly resolved just by like, it's a movie. You know what I mean? There's only so much Mm -hmm. space. Not everyone's going to make the same artistic choices or creative choices that you would make. Um, things that you think would be great for a movie are not necessary for a movie. Um, so I don't, I don't really have many notes that I feel they should have taken. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. What do you, what would you think you'd give it? I think for me, I don't know that I like loved it enough to do five knives because, um, watched it twice pretty upsetting um don't know that I'll watch it a third time although I really liked it um that said I'm 100% in for Kill Bill sequel um but I do think it was really really good so I would probably give it like a 4.9 knives out of fives yeah this movie spooked me in like a way that I haven't like been spooked recently you know like mm-hmm. uh the filming was great I thought uh Sebastian Stan and Daisy what's her something Jones, uh, Daisy, Edgar Jones. Jones. Daisy Edgar Jones I thought they were like incredible in it like Agreed. they they had great chemistry even though you were totally. like rooting like you were rooting for them and then you were like oh no but also like oh okay um, so I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of five. That's great. Yeah. Nice. I think, I think I'm right there with you, Chelsea, with a 4.9. Like, um, <laughs> I could have maybe used a little bit more splashes of a little bit more blood every mm-hmm. now and again. I maybe could have lost the confusing mom slash wife thing because I just don't know how to feel about that but I still like I do still like that it happened I like that it's complicated I mean something like this a cannibalism ring is complicated naturally (laughs) I like that Um, she had a thin blue line post on her Facebook page to really be like she's the villain oh no I totally missed that that actually would have been very informative for the rest of the movie for Mm -hmm. me and I totally missed that yeah wow Although again if you're doing crimes you probably want to be like I love the police don't investigate me 
True. Yeah. Mm, yeah, so it could just be strategy. Way. But also but I yeah. think probably she's just a villain. But yeah, like for me, I, I had a, a blast. Um, and I just want to say that like 2022 has been banger season for horror. Um, yes. I cannot speak to 2021 because I didn't do a good job of watching <laughs> horror movies in 2021. <laughs> I watched a lot of horror movies, but not yeah. many that came out in 2021. Like when we were on a Cinnamon's uh, mm-hmm. top 10 or whatever for 2021, we had a hard time. Also, shouts out to Cinnamon. The Cinnamon we podcast. The Cinnamon podcast. You should check out their 2021 wrap up episode. We were on it. Um, or Chelsea was on it for the three Speaking of us. Speaking for the crew. Yeah speaking for the crew um but yeah I mean this has been a banger year so far like this movie just scream I scream x like I I just want to say that like I am so enamored with all of these like fresh exciting new takes on horror movies like just doing something different like this is very different like the way it looks the way it feels like the music it's all it's super modern and it's done so well I just, I really, really loved it. I can't wait to see what Mimi does next. Like I Mm -hmm. really fucking can't wait to see. And then, yeah, I don't know. I'm excited. I think we've got more bangers coming out the rest of this year. Um, Not to shit on the classics. I also loved Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2022. (laughs) So speaking of classics, Sydney, would you like to talk about our next movie? Okay. So we are throwing it way, way back. And I mean, black and white back. Um, It's black and white. They have a colorized version and it's streaming free on Amazon Prime. Don't watch it. You must watch the black and white. You need to rent the black and white version. It is so much better. And that is, is it House on Haunted Hill? Yeah. Yeah. It's the 1959 (laughs) Vincent Price movie and he is you know horror royalty and this movie is so fun and y'all are gonna absolutely love it have y'all seen it okay Ooh, no. no I've never seen it and I've never seen anything with Vincent Price so oh my god I this is only a know. great intro to Vincent Price Okay. I only know that we like mentioned it on our 13 ghosts episode and whatever I said at the time was wrong. Um, (laughs) so I'm excited to learn more and correct the record, but also possibly just not acknowledge that and move forward. You just have to watch the black and white one. Like eventually you can watch the color one, but the first time you see it, it has to be the original black and white one. Okay. All right. I'm excited. I'm I'm very excited. I haven't watched black and white movie in a minute, probably since the lighthouse, which is modern. It's our anyway. first black and white uh, movie on the pod. It is. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I keep thinking ghost of Mr. Chicken was in black and white. Cause I was back when I pulled photos from IMDb and <laughs> some of them were in randomly black and white. And I just blocked out that when we watched the movie, it sure was in color. <laughs> Technicolor. You guys, All I posted right. one photo and you guys were like, why is that in black and white? And I was like, oh, I guess I don't know. Oops. <laughs> Who could say? My memories are only in black and white, so I couldn't mm. tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay, so th- just to be serious, real quickly here on the pod, we had Spooky Tuesday. Love our listeners so much. We have amassed over 80 reviews on pod apple podcasts i almost said something that wasn't a word um and we're so (laughs) close to 100 and wouldn't that be so cool to have 
three digits in the amount of ratings or reviews that we have, I know that I would think that it's very cool. And I, know I also it- think it would be really super cool, you know? And the other thing, though, is, is that the average person searching through Apple Podcasts, when they see a podcast that has more than 100 reviews, they also think that's super cool. Uh, so if you want to be a doll and give us a five-star rating, you don't even have to write anything, but we do love that. If you want to just do the ha 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 in all caps, as we discussed last week, that's still an option, but please, please help us get to our goal. Um, that We can do that on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Podchaser is good too. We love all of it. Um, also, why not follow us at, spook, at spooky underscore Tuesday on Twitter, TikTok, Instagram. Honestly, Chelsea's been fucking slaying it lately. She had a very on the nose troll to post about the Oscars that blew. It was away. incredible. <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Um, so you don't want to miss out on that sweet, sweet content. We're also at Spooky Tuesday Pod on Facebook and Tumblr and at Spooky Tuesday on Letterboxd. And um, you know what? Thank you for listening. And if you have the option, please do not cannibalize anyone. If you have the option. Great advice. Sometimes you don't. (laughs) Just maybe not. You know? Sometimes you don't. Sure. What a great note. Leave it at that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) Bye. Bye not gonna say it. Yeah, where's it? What, give it to us. Did you did did I already miss? Thanks for listening. I oh. said thanks for listening. And if you have the option, oh, oh I, she's I not, not commit cannibalism. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Bye, spooky. Who the, who the hell is that? Steve's wife. Was Mary <laughs> Spooky Tuesday was created by Monica Height, Sydney Thompson, and Chelsea Duff, and edited by Sydney Thompson. Our gorgeously spooky tunes are all thanks to Tamara Simons, who you can follow on Instagram at Captain Tamara, and our podcast art is by Mary Murphy, who you can find on Instagram at the underscore moon underscore omg. 